let's do this fucking shit. Pain Train Productions presents Pain Train Pipe Bomb. Starring Ricky, a.k.a. The Prez. Karasu, a.k.a. Beefcake. Melissa, a.k.a. The EP. You can find all of our merchandise on shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash Pain Train Pipe Bomb or Pain Train Pipe Bomb threadless.com you can find all of our media and social networking on youtube facebook instagram milehighradio.com energyradio.com spotify twitch spreaker and ipmnation.com our intro music is insanity control what is up everybody hello, it's hello weird but it's a tuesday now and i did a live video earlier welcome everybody it's the game of thrones episode three review now as much as i hate to say it i have been watching this is now the eighth season of game of thrones and had a dire thing to do the coverage for this show but did not really feel Episode two needed a show for itself. <laughs> I said that about the first two episodes. They just moved really slow. We were talking about it the other day. I think the first two episodes only moved what, maybe a week in yeah. total. If if if, if it wasn't even that, yeah, it was completely unnecessary. Um, Melissa is right now currently home doing cookies. <laughs> she normally would have been my co-host for oh, this. Oh yeah, hi everybody. I'm Todd filling in. Yes, he is one of the co-hosts from. Arch Rivals Football, which yeah. we'll be doing some of those episodes soon, uh, to go over some of the draft coverage and uh, just discuss football in itself. But episode two was very blah. Extremely it didn't slow. do very much. Very slow moving show. And to top it all off, had this really weird lead in to this week's episode, in which obviously one of our main characters got her cherry popped. <laughs> Aria, she's a full woman now. <coughs> Mind you, though, that I think now that we actually have seen like the growing of Aria, we now know she's become more of a major player than anything anybody else in the thing. More than John, I would have to say. Uh, she she held a, a, a pivotal role. I don't think she became more of a major player than even her sister Sansa, because Sansa is really, like, most people downplay it and don't realize it, but Sansa has changed dramatically as well, also, from when she first started to being that little girl also, I mean, obviously older than Arya, but she was still a little immature girl, she went through all that crap she went with, and look at her now, she's leading Winterfell, you know, she, even though Jon is technically king in the north, she's the one leading Winterfell. Yes. So she's stepped up quite a bit, just in a different manner. She's not your hack and slash like you see everybody else in the show. She takes more to the political realm of it. Well, I will say, though, that I am more prevalent to the hack and slash parts of the show. <laughs> Me as well. Because it, all of the years that you and I have played Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. <laughs> if there was not ha hack and slash in an actual sitting, we were bored. Well, that's why <laughs> that, that goes to the point of the first two shows. The first two shows of the season were so slow because there was really no action to speak of whatsoever. And that's the crazy thing is that, you know, 
there's only a combination of the six episodes and they've already said that this one here this this episode that we're going to talk about now superseded the battle of the bastards in a way uh it obviously my favorite episode of all time is episode nine from season two the battle of blackwater oh. that was a fucking episode and a half where i think i watched it like six times in a row because I just could not get the, the, the green fire out of my fucking system. But this one here, now, obviously, post-show, you have everybody complaining of the fact the episode was too dark. Now, I could speak to this very highly, because I didn't get to see the show Sunday night, so I watched it the next morning. And watching in the daylight, I could not see shit. I could not see anything. It was so hard to make anything out. Then I rewatched the show again last night, and I watched it in the dark, and it was fine. Like, I, I guess I could see where people were complaining, but it wasn't dark enough where I was like, oh my god, I can't see. Like, I, I can only assume it's people's TVs, that they had some weird setting on or something like that that they couldn't see, because like I said, I watched in the dark, and I saw fine. In the same turn, though, when I watched in the sunlight, I could not see shit. Well, I will say as, and, and mind you, we deal with a lot of technology here on the show, uh, cameras and, and graphics and everything else. My, sh my TV did not have it in anything higher than 720p. Okay? So it was almost like the old school cinematic setup on my TV. High definition doesn't necessarily help watching it for this episode okay if you watched it in a room really really bright i'm telling you then you had shit. no chance yeah I did, that's me could not down here shit. i had one little fucking clip lamp on and it wasn't even in the direction of the tv and i saw everything from beginning to finish Carso, funny you mentioned that that is because when i i watched it by myself because me and my wife didn't get to watch it sunday night and when i watched it in the morning monday morning I told my wife, I said, you know what? You're probably going to be better off watching it on your phone. Because after I watched the show, then I saw all the reviews about people saying it was dark and all that. And so I told her you'd be better off watching it on her phone. She watched it on her phone, and she said it was perfect. So 4K, 8K, 21K, <laughs> 100K TVs did not do this show any justice whatsoever. That's what I have to say. It This, this episode was not meant for it to be the glitzy glammy uh action scenes um it was compared to other movies as well oh yeah for yeah. scenes and uh I, I gotta tell you like again not every show or every scene especially with game of thrones needs to be a high def thing i could honestly tell you that Oh, not all of them, yes, but let me say this, the ones where they're relying heavy on CGI, like with the dragon and stuff, it makes a difference. It makes that, a difference, because... That's, that's another thing that I kind of had the issue with, um, but we'll build it as it goes along. Yeah, I, I didn't want to jump right. into too far. Uh, so, welcome to Anthony Bullock, Karasu, Stacey Schaefer, Gianna, Eddie Guerrero, everybody else that's joining us Who's right now. Nagia Gilmore? Yes, she's part of the regular pipe bomb crew. Hey, Nagi, that comment is hysterical, by the way. She definitely deserved that good dick. <laughs> well, she probably will get more after after what she's done this, this episode. So basically now the episode builds where 
they're looking out into this dark horizon. Okay, it's nighttime. Hello, people. But you know what? I, I haven't complained about this myself also. Because every other time you've seen the White Walkers, they, it's been in the dark a lot of times, and you can see them clear as day. They have, like, well, that blue hue to them. Going along with the name of the episode, The Longest oh, no. Night. I know. Okay? If it's pitch black, you're obviously not going to see them. But it, And in most of the scenes, I don't think it was nighttime when they were around. Wasn't it nighttime when they broke through the wall? No. It wasn't nighttime when no, they broke through No, it was not. I thought it was. It was not. The skies were kind of blue, you know. That's what I'm saying. Whenever you see them, there's always that blue hue. But always. it was just, it was, you're looking out into this dark horizon, okay? Now, that first of all freaked out a lot of people. Because that's how episode two ended. Was everybody from Winterfell looking north at this really, really dark horizon. <laughs> okay? People, listen. They specifically said this was going to be one of the most worked on episodes for effect ever this whole season they was you know they, they said they worked on each episode like it was a movie now there were a lot of questions that came to my mind as this episode started obviously everybody's scrambling they're getting into battle formations outside of winterfell the dothraki are first that was that led by Jorah. Me. That surprised me that they were first. I would have thought the Unsullied would have been. And then first. you had the Unsullied after that. Now, seeing all this and Sam walking around like a bumbling, stumbling fucking idiot, <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it brought the one question because now you know in your mind the White Walkers and you know the everybody is in that dark horizon. And out of the blue, so to speak, <laughs> comes Melisandre, yeah, who is in the direction of the fucking White Walkers. I, like, where did where did she come from? I'm glad from? you mentioned that. Like, I know everybody's gonna say, "Oh, she's a witch; she can get around and all that stuff." But she just—I mean, that was one of the biggest deus machinas of the whole show. She comes out of nowhere, out of nowhere, at the perfect time. At the perfect time to be like, oh, look, hey, here I am. Like, come on. Like, out of all your great story writing that you've done through all these seasons, how do you put that in? Like, that, I thought, was a horrible decision for them to put in like that. They could have brought her back in numerous different ways. They could have brought her back well before the fucking battle even started. 100%. 100%. How do you do it like that? Like, that that's one thing that really ticked me off. And then, now, she's supposedly now on the side of good which i find weird she was no i, I she, find weird she on, on this the side of good she was on the side of light remember that that's why i think she was she stepped in so much because she was on the side of light obviously the night king yeah so she was the representative of the god of light but again so, but like all of those times now after she was going after gendry okay she wasn't a happy person at that point okay she killed off uh the one daughter she burned her to a crest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, these are not exactly daughter, yeah. examples of Fantasy her daughter. being on the side of good. No, she. I never defined her as good or bad, in my opinion. She was always the side of light. You know, that that's what she always... She always talked about, I'm the representative of God of Light. If the God of Light wants me to do it, I'll be able to do it. Same way when she brought John back, you know, like... She never represented as good or bad. I understand the the, the burning of Stannis's daughter, but in her religious crazy mind, that's what she thought the God of Light wanted. I, I just for, for you find that kind of weird. 
And then now here comes the <coughs> support of the light by her lighting all Oof. of the weapons in one fail swoop, which I mentioned, though, in the beginning, that if she was such a really great high priestess at that point, it should have not taken her more than one attempt. <laughs> no, no, no. It only took her one attempt to light the swords. But it, she had to repeat the spell twice. Well, that's how spells go sometimes. We don't know what their, what their spell lore is. I, I mean, I you do, know, from D&D, I mean, yeah. certain spells require different things. But I, I, I still see that a little... A this little isn't little Harry Potter. I, yeah, well, you know. But, and then, I don't know what her point was after that to go walking past the Unsullied. Because she really didn't she, do anything she, for them. I, I, that was one scene I didn't understand. What did she say with... um? It was almost they, like she wished them well, and that was the like end of it. They didn't put anything under there. Like I, I unfortunately well, well, don't. What was speak, the point of that? Exactly. I, don't, I don't speak that language, and they didn't really give a subtitle on the bottom. That's why I didn't understand. Like, why even make that scene if you're not going to give it context? And I think Game of Thrones from here on out better have subtitles, <laughs> because when you're speaking Valerian or something like that, and you don't Dothraki, or <laughs> you don't. Well, I don't know if you'll be speaking Dothraki at this point. Because <laughs> I think ninety nine percent of them are still dead. Khaleesi? I probably, I guess. Um, but that was a little bit of a weird kind of setup there. Like you just walk up to them, you wish them well, and then all of a sudden the the sea opens, and now she's got to get let through the gate. Uh, personally, from previous episodes, I probably would have let that bitch burn. Which the onion, the yeah, the uh, the Onion King uh, <laughs> let him through, let her through. The and, onion Knight, I think it is, whatever it is. Yeah, he's, he's the one open the gate, and then if you notice in that scene. Ari and Sansa look at him. They give him like a sideways look. Like, yeah. what the hell are you like, doing? Like, who is this bitch? Uh, like, we, have, like we don't have enough of them to fucking be in, in Winterfell at this point. So now she pronounces legitimately, and it, again, there's no spoiler to it. I'll be dead by the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, you, you saw, okay, you know, now you're like, well, fuck. I really wish I would have seen a White Walker off this bitch. And you're already pronouncing your ultimate suicide by the end of the show. Well, honestly, in the beginning of the show, you didn't think she was going to commit suicide that way. You thought she was going to get killed off. But we also didn't understand her actually walking through the fucking All right, we gotta get thousands past of, of I, I things. Know. We have to get past that one point first. <laughs> we have to get past that point. But in the same token, she said, you, you know, she's telling him because he said next time he sees her, he's going to kill her. So he, she says to him, listen, you got to come here. I'll be dead by dawn, before dawn. So... In the viewer's mind, it's set up as she's going to die in the battle somehow. I almost wanted, like, this little dancing headstone to come flying across the screen as she's saying that. <laughs> like, I'll be dead. Dink, 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 dink. All right, so now here comes the, the, the nut and bolts of this whole show. The war is getting ready to begin. Obviously, Jorah is leading the Dothraki. Yep. Uh, that was obviously a monumental thing to see him out there. Because you figured maybe Khaleesi may be hiding somewhere. She's up on a mountain with John with the two dragons. dragons yep. Okay? Ghost makes his fucking appearance finally. <laughs> his five second appearance. <laughs> and he's standing next to Jorah, which is again another surprise. Yeah, that was surprising. Because you would kind of figure that maybe Ghost would be with Bran in the, the ceremonial yard. I thought that as well. And obviously that didn't fucking pan out. So now the Dothraki have all their flaming weapons, and they ride into battle, and it's lights out. 
quickly. <laughs> you see a few Dothraki come back. Yeah, Jorah comes back. But that's what I understand. He led the charge. He had to be one of the guys in the very front by the time they hit the, yeah. the, the dead. How did he get back? Think about it. Everybody behind him pretty much well, died. He, he didn't obviously come back at 100%. No, but he still and, survived. And Ghost's disappearing act. Gone. <laughs> is gone. He, the ghost is gone. No, Ghost does not come back. Okay? So in your brain, you sit there and think, hey, the last direwolf out of the entire seven that were there are now gone. Okay? Kind of a little bit upsetting. All right, fine. But now, the dead are coming. Which Danny turns around and goes, but the dead are already here. Okay, so we knew that from episode two. <laughs> You're pretty much just choking up older information. Just dragging the show longer. And yeah. now the dead come rushing through. The Unsullied are there now. And there's 100,000 of those motherfuckers. Also, the, um, the wildlings are there. And... This is where I get a little confused, because the Unsullied are supposed to be probably the, the better warriors yeah. between them and the Dothraki, and all they do, like bumbling idiots, is just stand there and hold their spears out. Well, they now, if you have people charging at you, you may catch a few. You're not going to catch all of them. They have swords. What the fuck are you doing just standing there? Creating a wall. That's what they were doing. But they you're were also creating, supposed to be defending the castle. That's, that's what they're doing by, and by they're standing just, the ground and creating that line. That's their line. They're they're trying to make freaking White Walker skewers. <laughs> it's just not working. I'm sorry. Didn't they get they, hit from the side though? They got hit, hit from, from the side, didn't from they? From like dead on at some points, and because they were spread out along the northern part of Winterfell, that's how they. It was pretty much everybody just caving in on that one spot. Nobody got hit from the south part, which I thought was a little weird. Well, they were coming from one and area. The Night King is supposedly a, a very, very smart person. Tactician. <laughs> yes, because he just, he, he after the sees that they, they burned the trenches now, and the Unsullied are now stuck on the other side of that, by the way. Not all of them made it back from the burning trench. That was another problem. Again, really, because well, he pulled the bridge. Yeah, but, Tyrion, but, but in, in other episodes, you had guys like Tyrion out there saying, okay, this is the battle plan. If it kind of falls apart, we pull everybody back on the other side of the burning trench so we don't lose all of our troops. They lost a good significant well, amount of them. You also skipped a huge part there about the burning trench. They were try That's when the ice the ice shower yeah. had come in already at that point. Well, that's because now the dragons were involved. Well, that's what I'm saying. The ice shower had come and in already. And this, this is another issue that I have with this whole thing is you have these big fucking grown dragons and you're only sporadically spraying fire down on the field, okay? Yeah, I thought that was odd also. So now you know that... Throughout the, the whole show, no less. The, the, un show. the Unsullied have made this wall okay and you're just sporadically like flying through if that was me i'd be dive bombing religiously <laughs> and burning all those motherfuckers to a crisp yeah i might lose a few troops but i know where the centralized yeah, amount like, of all these people are like you say that and they're not doing that i don't know why they were coming from the sides they should have came from behind winterfell and went forward and created a whole line like why come from the sides that way like 
you get the minimal amount. That I, I get you're trying to get to the front of their pack, but you could have done that flying over Winterfell and coming up towards the north and creating a whole straight line. You and John, side by side, boom. But I'm sitting there, it was almost like they were playing like really weird tic-tac-toe. And then all of a sudden now, the Night King, which uh, brings up the other question of what his true background really is. That was answered. And it has to be Targary Targaryen. Because only Targaryens were allowed mm. to draw to ride dragons at that point. Um, so, well, that's not why I think it was answered. I think it was answered because when the dragon shot him with fire, he stood there and laughed. Yeah, that's what I think confirmed from Targaryen. I understand what you're saying about the dragons, but if you think about it, he controls all the undead. So he could easily, con let's say he wasn't a Targaryen. He could easily control the dragon to allow him to do what he needs to do. Yeah, true. You know, so I don't think that's what confirms it. But the whole the whole war scene outside of the, out of the the castle left a lot of questions unanswered. Nagia, I'm sorry. I I think you're wrong with the dragons. The dragons didn't kill a lot of the undead, a lot of the White Walkers. In in, in some of the other previous battles, they did. The no, one where they were up above the wall. The dragon did do a significant amount of damage, but now as the White Walkers came down, they just really collected more people. Yeah, and when the Night King came walking through, he <laughs> raised everybody back up. So, obviously now, Danny and John are flying after the Night King, who's flying on the other dragon, the third dragon. Yeah, and they come up to this scene that's basically like that movie scene where you see the guy fishing off the moon. <laughs> okay, that was it's when they got above the cloud cover. They got about above the, the cloud cover, you know, that. because now this is probably like the most. I'd say it's one of the coolest scenes of the show, but it left a lot to be desired because the Night King is chasing Danny, and the dragon is blowing fire up the other dragon's ass. <laughs> it's ice. and all of a sudden Danny disappears. That dragon comes down, and then John's looking for it, and now can't find them. It was very discombobulated. And just, I want to touch real quick on the dragons real quick. Um, Nagi, I see you say you love the dragons. I'm sure everybody else does. I'm a humongous, humongous fan of dragons. That's always been, like, my spirit animal for my entire life has been a dragon. I want to know your, your guys' opinion on what you think the dragons, how they looked in this episode. To me, in this episode, they looked off. It didn't look right. The CGI looked wrong for them. Like compared, they changed it. Compared to some of the, the, the previous episodes, especially this season, it seems like this episode here, they didn't have as much detail. It just seemed like you couldn't... It was hard to tell the different dragons. Like, you could always tell the different colors of the dragons. I couldn't tell that at all in this episode. In some of those aerial, the aerial scenes, you can tell the difference. But once it got back down to, like, storm level and, like, everybody, like, fucking stabbing each other and shit, you couldn't tell the difference. That was the big problem. Because once it got into that clearer definition, again, like, that guy fishing off the fucking moon, like, you could definitely tell the one that the Night King was riding turned blue. Yeah, that was... It had a little <laughs> bit of blue. John's had some tint of green, and Danny's had, like, this reddish kind of scale... But then once it got away from that, you really couldn't, you really couldn't tell the difference. What did you think of 
how the dragons i'm not talking about how they're portrayed or anything like that or how they were used i'm just talking about exactly how they looked in this episode because uh, they, 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 yeah. they looked a little off they looked a little off from previous episodes they did look a lot different like the scale definition wasn't there a lot of it looked like they were uh like covered in brillo at some point like it looked a little <laughs> weird like it looked a little fuzzy but you know that's how that you know I kind of figured that was going to be something that they would do. Hey, Red, what's going on, man? So now Malisandra is going to come out again and be the saving grace. Oh, my God. This bitch has got to actually have a fucking, you know, say to doing this thing. <laughs> and once again, her spell usage is horrible because now not only can't she concentrate because of all the dead are coming at her, but she can't get the fucking wood for the trench on fire well the, the, i don't know if you picked up on it but the reason being is because the that ice storm was pretty much the night king spell so you know like we said we always play DD, so i've always been big into like that type of lore and when you have two spell users going against each other it's those are the type of things that happen that's why she had to will herself to get it to work I, i'm kind of wondering though if she did check her panties after she was done with that because she looked <laughs> like she was going to shit herself yeah because the, the white walker was coming right up on her at that last second so the tactician being of the night king then turns around and figures out the way to get them into the castle by sacrificing technically some of the white walkers throwing themselves on top of the fire to put it out now i thought that was great all of the main characters at this point are up on the top of the castle and they're now getting ready to shit themselves because this great plan that they had to dig this huge ditch and fill it with <laughs> dragon glass and everything else was foiled very quickly is foiled <laughs> in a matter of like seconds literally yeah <laughs> And I, I I give that a lot of credit because if they would have just held that off at that point and the White Walkers are standing there like they were when they were up on the wall, yeah. up past the wall, yeah. and they couldn't get across the ice, that was kind of almost the same significance except, you know, the Hound kind of fucked that one up. <laughs> and then now the Night King's like, I've seen this shit before. Boom. Now, hell in a handbasket is going to fucking let loose. Uh, it, it, I, I found that scene actually laughable in a way. Because when they first started jumping on the fire, I thought, are they just like poofing up in dust? Because they just jump. But as they pan away and you see what they're actually doing, is just they're just piling their bodies up so people could walk over them. And it was, it, it was a hysterical way to get past that with it being so obvious. Yeah. yeah, it was that that part I thought was great writing. And the other thing is, is that I really, again, there was thousands and thousands of them. And my issue was, again, you're only coming at the castle from <laughs> one side. There is a whole other side. You know, you could be legitimately surrounding the castle, which again, like, I, I don't know, maybe because strategically that we've done these things before he was like you know this is a really big castle you know we can all, we don't have to just come at it from one side you know we could just you know well, the weakest part the, the weakest part of any castle is always the entry gate that's the weakest part of any castle well I, I i saw five guys walking over to take this big fucking eight by eight fucking thing 
off the door, the latch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that's really the, the hardest thing, but... Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have... I guess I know they wanted to let people back in if need be and retreat like they did, but usually you pretty much barricade that front door because that's your weakest point. How they let it so loose on there, I thought was just odd. Very odd. Yeah. Like, once again, that lends its hand to the, the bad writing, I thought, in this episode. Well, now... I again because you figure you have all these heads of war technically that you would have had a better solution for them climbing up the walls of the castle. Yeah. Well, they they, they flaming they, arrows can only do so much. Well, they were prepared for that because if you notice, Jamie especially when, when they started doing that, Jamie said, "All right, let's get the archers down. Let's get the swordsmen up." So they were prepared for it. You know, they they knew the strategy for it. I just don't think it was the most sound strategy they could have had. Like, fire. Fire, you always see in all the old medieval movies, because, you know, that, that's what I'm into. All those movies, they pour tar over and they light them on fire. What happened? These guys' weakness is fire. How did you not you pour tar on them and light them on fire? Why didn't you see, line your walls that, with it? Again, that's where Why I... Why didn't you line your walls but with they, it? But there were sporadic, and I mean sporadic, shards of dragon glass sticking out of the walls... Which, you, you you figure that many characters are climbing up the wall. Some of them have to get snagged by the dragon glass. Not one. Like, Not one. It's like, oh, dragon glass, please avoid this piece of glass sticking out of the wall. Uh, you may die from the prick of this glass. You know, like, that. I, that's kind of a little bit of a funny thing. But it took one person. One person to get pulled over the wall for them to gain access to the entire castle. <laughs> well, no, the, the giant also broke through the front gate. But I'm saying, no, but before the giant even broke through. Yeah, I know. One, well, that one that person got one through it. It was like everybody idiot, else combo. One idiot to get pulled over the wall and be like, okay, we're in. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're in. And that's how that's, this works. We only have to eliminate one person. To gain entry to the entire castle, <laughs> um, so the the, the 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 battles inside the castle were great. Arya comes out with her new badass two piece staff. She fucked shit up in that scene. And was I have no joke. I thought she was in like fucking Ninja Gaiden or something because she was whipping that shit thing around. She was going nuts. like fucking crazy. And then my favorite character, one of my favorite fucking wildlings, was the giant because he was so quiet. But he beat the shit out of you. He comes flying through that main gate. Smacks a little... I forget her name. She was one of the other tribe leaders from the north, the little girl. She gets smacked to the side right away. Wait, bitch, get the fuck out of my way. See, but here's another stupid part. Right past that, he kills everybody else. He kills everybody else he puts his hands on. Like, batting people away and shit. Then he just picks her up. And she was living already still at that point. But he just picks her up looks at her and she goes eh. and there was significance for that as well from one of the other episodes from uh one of the giants it's dying it got eye. stuck I, in the I, eye i know wall. but it was just poor writing in my opinion like this episode had so many parts of good writing and so many parts of bad writing that it it, it really had me torn in this episode but overall now we're gonna get to the like the people who die okay and it's weird because some of our main characters are stuck in the crypt. 
okay which brings up another significant value in a few minutes okay Tyrion, who was originally around for the Battle of Blackwater, he was the reason. Who was the? <laughs> he was the. Re, he was the the general, so yeah. to speak. He's hidden away in the crypt. Arya's hidden in the crypt. Okay, Sam's woman and child, stepson, I think is yeah. what you want to call him. They're Sam all Junior. stuffed away in the crypt. Uh the the other bald motherfucker, he's stuck in the crypt too. You know the woman. Yeah, the nuts. eunuch. The eunuch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so they're all kind of like stashed away and now pod tremendously developed. Yeah. Tremendously for somebody who was just meant to be a bitch legitimately learned the ropes over the, the course of these seasons. He's also got a great voice. <laughs> yes, he does. Better than, uh, Ed Sheeran from earlier in the, uh, the thing. Okay. You've got John running around now because obviously he's got to go save Bran. Yeah. Okay. The Night King is going for him. The Mount, uh, the Hound, hiding like a little bitch in the corner. Yeah, that that seemed really out of character for him, in my opinion. I have found that only weird due to the fact that there was a lot of fire, and that's one of his kryptonite yeah. type things like he's not cool with the fire but he was never one to duck from a fight yeah, a, it, and for him to automatically say this is a fucking losing battle yeah, he, said, he pretty much said i'm giving up that's it but obviously now he's made to look like a bitch and he's like yeah explain that to her yeah aria come flying over and he's like oh you know i see her and i'm gonna go protect her now like uh, it's it's crazy but in a way, it's kind of monumental because now he was looking out for her that whole time. Yeah. Now they, they've always had a connection, and now he's got to go and look out for her again. Okay, that was part of the, the big problem with that, and she is just fucking shit up. Yeah, she still she went, but she also looked like she got like in that first mo that first the first one of her fighting scenes. She's going wild. She's all badass and all that shit. And then later on in the episode, she looked really scared. And she looked like that little girl again. Like when she was in the castle. Yes. and the, Especially uh, when she was in the library. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I, like, I didn't understand that. Like you had her earlier in the, in, in the show being that badass, solid, you know, show no motion, kick-ass type character. Like you showed that she grew to this point. And then you get into the library and she's like that scared little girl again. I think it was almost more of there was the lost element, so to speak. She was in her home. I understand that she was in her home, but now she's in kind of a place of sanctity, I think, because the library library to them when they were younger was that like sacred place for them to go, you know, the learning tree, etc. And there's not very many options when you're fighting in a place like that okay first off the, the the spaces in the aisles are not exactly like spacious enough that you could throw i have to say that's poor on one part second part that i find a little funny about that scene is is that as deathly quiet as it was in that room the slightest drop of blood was an alarm Meanwhile, she's stepping. You're telling me she's stepping so silently 
that they can't hear that, but they can hear the drop of blood. Like, come on. Well, if you if you you're, you're proud proud to be a ninja, you know, <laughs> you can move around that silently, and nobody would know anything. But I mean, as soon as you fucking sneezed or whatever, that was like, oh shit, there's somebody here. <laughs> And you never really, I, I never really had seen a White Walker decide, you know what, maybe I need to look underneath the table. <laughs> like, I need to get down on my hands and knees and look down at the table, underneath the table. And then she was miraculously gone. That, yeah. that was kind of like a little, you know. She just disappeared. Like, real quick, she was able to sneak. She had to move so fast, but she did it so quietly that they didn't hear it. Come on, like. I, I but again though it, it brings a lot of weird little decisions on that and now she gets out of the library meets up with the hound and the, the cardinal hero mistake happens it's the same fucking thing no matter what movie you watch you got away you got out the door you closed the door you don't fucking stand there like an idiot. No, she went to go out. The, she was about to go out the other door, and they she, came busting through. But she got out the door. Yeah, she, she got, got out the she door because the there was two, door. The she, two entrances yeah, to the library. She closed that door. She, but she stood there. No, she went to go. She was about to go out the other door, and that's when the dead came busting through that door. She moved away from that, and then they came busting but through I would, the door. She I closed. wouldn't be standing there taking a breath, being like, oh, "I got away from them," <laughs> and you wouldn't stand there for like more than thirty seconds. You'd be like. Fuck this bitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out. That's but for sure. Again, to me, that's the What's cardinal up, the cardinal hero mistake is that you don't stand there. You're in this problem. Get the fuck away from the problem. So now it comes out to be she's gotta be saved again. Yep. The hound finds her with the other guy. Uh, at that point once again, this whole episode just reminds me of easy writing. You know, the hound magically the hound finds her at that one point, and then they get away because the other guy stands and blocks everybody, and he dies because that. And they just happen to bring her into the part of the castle where Melisandre is. Like, it's just magically so many. Oh, it happened. Magically had to be appearing in that room. To me, it's 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 always it's the what I call the Star Wars problem, because Star Wars is made up of so many what ifs, like. If the droids were shot, that escape pod that they left in in the beginning, if they were shot, there would be no Star Wars. <laughs> you know, like, there were so many, if it went this simple, easy other way, this episode, you know, that part of this episode wouldn't have gone further. Like, it, it was very lazy writing, in my opinion, with some things. They made things come together just to make them come together. So now, the White Walkers are killing everybody. Our main, most of our main characters at this point are still standing. John's okay. pinned down by the dragon. Well, he also does have the confrontation with the Night King outside of the castle, which yeah, then yeah. now says to him now he has to go in the castle because Danny, as we said earlier, tried to burn him, and it obviously didn't work. So now Danny's dragon Jeff's is being hello, by the way. Hey, Jeff, what's going on, man? Uh, so now Danny is outside with the dragon. All the White Walkers are now jumping on the dragon because now the Night King said, you know what? You tried to burn my ass <laughs> and this other motherfucker's trying to stab me in the back. I'm going to re-raise the dead again. Yeah, that was that part was sick. That part I thought was sick because I didn't expect that. And John gets away to go running into the castle. Now Danny's dragon has got about like a hundred of these motherfuckers. <laughs> 
crawling all over it and stabbing it and everything else. And it's like, bitch, I'm dropping you the fuck off and I'm, and I'm getting the fuck <laughs> out of here. Out. Like, I had enough. And now Danny's out there by herself and she's pretty much shitting in her pants. Yeah, she was with Jorah. But Jorah comes back but, out. Yeah, he came out after, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I will give the writers a ton of credit for the way that they've built Jorah's character because he took a beating yeah through this entire episode he took a fucking beating 100 percent. okay 100%. the initial attack with the dothraki now he's getting stabbed over god's green earth and the homeboy is still standing swinging that big lovely valerian bastard sword yeah that thing was that i sick. i gotta tell you that, that was, was sick sword a very kick-ass weapon and now it's the battle outside, the battle inside, and again now all our main characters who are sitting inside the castle are shitting themselves because now all these people that they killed are back alive again. I, I hate to cut you off, but I just came to a realization that didn't click before. In that opening attack scene with the Dothraki, Melisandre comes out and lights the stuff on fire, right? Mm -hmm. What happened if she never showed up? They didn't have dragon glass on them. No, they didn't. So what were they charging the dead with? I don't know. It, it just clicked in my head. Like when you were saying because of his Valerian steel. Him, I understood. He had Valerian steel. What did the Dothraki have? What were they attacking the dead they with? They had hopes, prayers, and dreams. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what, what they had. It just clicked in my head. If she didn't show up, what were they attacking him with? They they were probably just, again, I hate to dreams. jump, but it just... I just it, had, an, epi I just had an epiphany just now. Um. So, what again, one of those things, but... Now, our heroes, Pod, yeah, Sam, who looked like a blithering idiot, laying how, on the ground, stabbing people. How the fuck did he live? How the fuck? Out of all the characters who should have died, <laughs> Sam should have fucking died. Okay. <laughs> Jamie's in the castle. Brienne's in the castle. Again, now all our main characters are in the castle. And the Night King raises the dead. But here's now the caveat to this whole thing, and this was a rumor in the midst before the show started. Once the Night King rose the dead again, because all the people in the crypts were there, he rose them as well. Now you really couldn't identify no, you didn't who know was who, going, yeah. uh, because obviously these bodies have been laying in the crypts for God knows how long. <laughs> Although it would have been interesting to see a walking, uh, like a headless Ned <laughs> walking around. That would have been cool. Did Ned get buried in the crypt? Apparently he did. But. Joffrey let his body be taken back to Winterfell. I, I don't think it was Joffrey that did that. I think that was Jamie and Cersei allowed it to that allowed that to happen because that's rightfully where they should be buried. But you know what? Even Rob, who died four seasons ago, that would have been interesting. Yeah, you know what? Because you know what? Now you have Sansa downstairs. She would have had to kill her own brother. She would have had to kill her own brother, her own mother, her own father, Everybody. her own aunt, uh, her aunt Susie, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> Imagine that. That I mean, that's that pretty insane. Been, that would have been insane, yeah. But I, I'm kind of glad in a way they didn't go that far. Night but Jeff. they did. They, they rose the dead in the crypt. That was cool. Yeah, that was definitely a cool part. So now the people in the crypt, they're shitting themselves. Because they had no idea that this was even going to happen. Was, that wasn't even a thought, yeah. And again, it's still more hack and slash up in the courtyards of the castle. Yeah. Okay? And 
Another weird part, which didn't really coincide with the Night King raising the dead. Okay? This is where I found a movie mistake okay. in the show. Now, Bran is out by the tree with Theon. Correct? Yeah, yeah. He raises the dead, but none of the dead in the sanctuary area arose. This happens at the same time. Yeah. That did not, that, that was a movie mistake and a half. Okay? Yeah. None of the people that Theon and all the other troops protecting Bran rose from the dead. They all just laid there. Hmm. Okay? I mean, yes, they got shot with flaming arrows. They should have been crispy critters. But if you raise the dead and you've raised all the people in the crypt, why did the people in the sanctuary area not get raised at the same time? Big movie mistake. Big, big movie mistake. Maybe, hold on. Maybe because they were in the Godswood? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's funny maybe, how maybe all the Bram, other... Maybe Bram was able to stop. I, I mean, obviously, I'm he, just pulling shit from my ass right he now. He really but. did disappear for a lot of this episode. Let's be honest. Because yeah, like once he did the Three-Eyed Raven thing, he just stayed there. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a much more significant part of the episode. I thought they were going to go into a little more character detail about the whole thing with him. But No. They, they didn't do any of that, which I would have expected because he's like, oh, the Night King is coming for me and all that stuff. Exactly. And I, and I thought they would have done more with that, and they didn't. And that, that was definitely disappointing. And that was, I hate to say it, but that was one of those things that, like, you know, you, you got this sanctuary part, you're protecting Bran. Uh, it's obviously now Theon's D-Day. My funny part is there's like 10 or 15 guys protecting Bran. <laughs> Everybody else, there's thousands of White Walkers. There's 10 or 15 guys that are protecting Bran. Like, seriously? And <laughs> craziest thing is, is that as significant as it was, that John was still technically considered by them the bastard son. Yeah. That he could not get back to save Bran. Yeah, he couldn't get past um, the other dragon, the, the Night King's dragon. And now, again, it's Theon's D-Day. Which is weird, in a way, because you're like... In the beginning of the show, you really didn't think Theon was a part of the actual family. Like he was the add-on, you know. Like he, well, no, Jon Snow, Jon Snow, the was foster the child. Jon Snow, Jon Snow was the add-on foster child, in my opinion. Theon was like their slave, in my opinion. Like Ned went, conquered the Iron Islands or whatever, and. Had Theon as his um I his just, page or whatever the word I, is. I just kind of saw him as like the foster child, the <laughs> red-headed foster child. That's exactly <laughs> what he was like. But Theon obviously does play the significant role. Again, uh, we've watched tons of medieval movies, and I'm sorry to say, Theon running with a staff—that was horrible. <laughs> well, you. Once again, brings it comes to my point of poor writing, it, poor lazy writing. I think it was just poor training. Like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna have somebody running with a fucking staff, and it's got a it got a, a metal object on the end, especially if it's dragon glass. Yeah, it was the dragon glass. You know yeah. what? Um, he shouldn't be like swinging it back and forth. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna grab all you with the same. No, no, it doesn't work that way. He just you ran run, straight. You hold ran, it straight. But that's what he did. He ran run. straight at the Night King. The Night King, just, as he approached, the Night King just snapped it and turned around. Yeah, here you go. It was like Olay, you know. Um, <laughs> and it took a few seconds, I guess, for it to sit, to sit the fact that now Theon's gone, because they. 
they kind of slow mode his death a little bit. I hate to say it. Like, it wasn't the immediate, okay, all the blood's going to come out of his mouth type deal. And, like, it took a little while. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dropped to the ground. Um, and I will say, though, the the Night King, he was he showed up. But his uh, entourage, they had that, like, high school-type entry. <laughs> where you had, a, you had a whole bunch of them just walking <laughs> in. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, That's you're funny. a fucking scumbag, but I hate you anyway. <laughs> you know, and, they, and then they're just all standing there. And well, because it was the Night King's part to go for Brand. Yeah, I mean, but they, it, they figured they had that area. They're good. They're, but but they walked in like a bunch of fucking like a yeah, high like, school like clan. Yeah, yeah, a bunch know, of goons I, behind. <laughs> kind of insane on that point, but all right. So now Melisandre had previously said to Arya, "You know what? You got people with brown eyes. Green you got people eyes. with green eyes. Now you get yeah, people with the blue, blue eyes. eyes." And they kind of used that commercial saying not today yeah they, like what do you say to the, the, the death god, god? The, the not god today death, not today um i remember that news story where they, you see the black woman you're like no not today <laughs> that was kind of the same thing so obviously it's pretty much the face-off between bran and the night king and it's like okay who's farting first because that, that's that's what it looked like no the night king was just walking up man. but he didn't say it but neither one of them said a word it well, was like, okay, I'm just going to stare the at you. Night King has never said a word. And, but it was like, I'm not going to say anything to you, and you're not going to say him. I'm going to stay here yeah, and look at you. Bran had no reaction whatsoever, because I think Bran knew what was coming. Yeah. I think Bran knew what was coming. But again, if you if he wasn't all like three-eyed raven out and fucking well, at sitting that point, there with the Undertaker the entire time. Well, at that point, he wasn't. He had come back, remember, he had said to Theon... Um, Thank you for your service, or something like that. Yeah, you know, something you're a great like, man, Theon. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then Theon died, but and, and and then here comes like the basically like the ultimate climatic part of this whole entire thing. Again, brings back to the question: Where did Melisandre come from? How the fuck did Arya get back there? One hundred percent. If you got that whole fucking Night King high school clad fucking clan thing, <laughs> fucking. All over the entrance with the fucking White Walkers there. Where the fuck did she pop out of? How the hell did she get through there without having to kill anybody, first off? How, how did she get through there? And it looked like she came from above. Yeah. She like... Where the... 100%... Where the fuck did she come from? I was saying the same thing. Where the... Don't get me wrong. Probably one of the coolest scenes in all of Game of Thrones. But... The logic behind it makes no sense. Uh, again, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I think the writers of this show played way too much Ninja Gaiden in the, in the back in the day. But well, she, she does. Their legs? But she <laughs> does the fucking. She goes to do the the stab in the neck. The overhead stab type yep. deal, and it's the fucking okay. I'm gonna choke slam you type effect because you get gets grabbed by the throat, and then it's the. Sleight of hand, dagger drop, into the area where the Night King was originated from is the now death nail to the Night King. Yeah, the spot on the body where the the, the, the first people, whoever the Wyland guys I will, made him from. I will say that the death of the Night King, okay, could have been a little bit more theatrical. I thought it was cool. I, I, mean, I, I, I would have been cool. more of like the the standing shatter of I mean, it, like like shatter from like top to bottom, instead of the whole 
Yeah. You know, I, I can understand what you're saying. That that would have probably been like a little bit more I had fitting. I had much more of a problem with how he allowed Arya just to do that. Like he had absolutely he obviously saw her drop the knife into her other like he made no movement, no he, nothing. He may have thought that she just dropped the knife like wait, normal people would drop weapons. Maybe, but this guy has been living for thousands of years. You would think he would have had a little inkling to protect himself. You know, just a, just a tiny bit of an inkling to protect himself. But now the Night King is done. And because now the Night King is done, now the mass cleanup happens. And John was right about at the point where he was about to get killed by the dragon. But no, the Night King is yeah, dead, so now like, the dragon's gone. And, and, and <laughs> I did. I, that was a really bad scene in the beginning, anyway. For him to stand up and be like, Come on, motherfucker! Yeah, like let's go, like, let's go. You You're only about a thousand times bigger than I am. Like, what the fuck were you gonna do? Um, you definitely weren't taming that dragon, because uh, they didn't teach you that in the movie. <laughs> but you know, now like this mass cleanup is gonna happen. Okay, like come on. <laughs> there was a they're, thousand... all ice. they're all ice. They're gonna melt down. No. <laughs> well, well, I is know the high the high school clan. I know melted like a big puddle. Is winter still coming? I, I don't know. Is winter over I, now? I think winter probably would be over. Is winter over now? Like, well, they've, obviously, they've, it was a long, one of the longest summers. They said it was like 14 yeah. years of summer or something like that, 15 years of summer. But I it, would assume winter is still here because I don't think the Night King controls winter. I just think he came down because the winter I, finally well, came. I, I think winter just got worse because of him. Yeah, you know, 100%. He, he, yeah. Was like a, he was like the fucking period that didn't want to leave. <laughs> uh, so now... Again, you see the big crumbling effect. Our main characters are sitting there and they're breathing a technical sigh of relief. Because I don't know what type of time setting that they tried to make this all a lot in. I mean, we got to it see it in eight, we got to see it in eighty-four minutes. But like, what time of night did it start? Did it start at like ten forty-five? <laughs> did it start at like nine thirty? You know, like these are the kind well, of the questions. Well, the dawn was coming ask. at the end. Yeah. So you figure it's probably around somewhere around six a.m. Because I, in, in this is the time. part at the end. This is the part where the sun's about to come up. Yeah, because it wasn't dawn yet. Because Melisandre had to walk out. Like I keep forgetting the onion guy's name. I can't believe that. But, Winter fell laughing out loud. <laughs> but well, there is know, ironic. Ironically, the, the fight happened at Winterfell and Winter, Winter fell. fell. But you know, Melisandre is walking out, and she throws off her uh, her necklace. And then she starts aging and then just dies. Which I don't understand because she's taken off her necklace before. She's taken off her necklace before. Yeah, but she didn't take it off for a longer period of time. What, then 20 seconds? Well, at this point, maybe <laughs> this, was, this was her saying, you know what? I, I'm it, giving up. The Night Aunt King's Flo gone. And flow is not coming anymore. We're just going to just end this shit right away. I, I think no. the significance of it was like, all right, the Night King's dead. So her being the representative of the Lord of Light at that point. Is now she could now be gone as well. See, this is where I find a little bit of a significant issue with her dying, because now there are characters that have fallen. Well, uh, the one-eyed fucking douchebag, whatever I can't remember his fucking name. The guy with the, the sword of yes, light. The, yeah. The, yeah. See, if it were significant enough, now that they need to rebuild their army because they lost a significant amount of people. Okay. I'd say maybe out of that 200,000 or whatever that they have, they may be a 1,000 people left. 
and that's it. Let's, 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 who knows? I mean, that putting a but, number to their army is going to be very difficult. But if you were to bring, have her bring characters back, then maybe you'd say her whole thing is significantly done. She basically guided them through this. I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, she was the day. I have nothing else left to do. She was the day ex machina of the show. But so we lose Theon. We technically that lose. was the biggest character loss of the whole show. Like the the, out of when you go, I don't mean he was the most significant, but out of all the main characters, he's been there since the beginning. He's, I would actually have to say Jorah is a big loss. Jorah is a big loss. Jorah is a big loss. But he, we were talking about this before me and Melissa, but they only lost B characters at best. You know, none of the A character, none of the top level characters are gone. At best, they lost B characters, and that the two B characters they lost were Jorah and Theon. And I always say Theon is more important because he was there from the very beginning of the show. Yeah. He was there from the start of the show. He's been there forever. He's gone through some serious shit throughout the you know the whole show, and for the way he, for the, like Jorah had an amazing send off. The way he died, that was a warrior's death. Theon's death and was... And he got fucking slashed. Yeah, shit yes. That Theon, was the fucking scary thing. Theon's death was... Eh. Uh, he... His death was... Eh. Yes, he got he killed. He wasn't 100% there anyway. He had no balls. He had no no no, no penis. <laughs> he wasn't 100% to begin with. Well, him and the unit could have been... It was like... It was him like, and the unit could have hung together. Yeah. <laughs> no sexual tension. Yeah, great joy. We fucking just loved him. No uh, sexual... Worm, I mean. Yeah, no sexual tension. Yeah. The, the Bulls Club. <laughs> the Bulls Club. Bulls Club. <laughs> um, so, obviously now, it goes into the preview. Of next week, yeah. And I, as much as I would have loved to put it up on the screen, I decided I was not going to do it. What? It's on to Cersei. Of course. It's a, it's the it's the Patriot way of saying, okay, we've, we've, we've conquered here. Now it's time to go after Knight's Landing. King's Landing, I mean. Yeah, but you did that the other day. Yeah. Too. It's a nice <laughs> I, I keep I keep seeing the mountain in my head, which is kind of scary because that it leaves a lot of questions with that. Karasu brought it up very early in the in the post here. If you're still in here, Karasu, um, he, he you you had said this earlier just tonight to me, and he he mentioned it in the comments here that he can't wait to see the fight between the hound and the mountain. That's going to be insane. It will. Yes, I'm, Nagia, I, I really, really believe Cersei is going to be dead. I, I, I don't think she survives this. I don't know, but it leads into a lot of questions for another hour and 20 minute episode. That's how long next episode is? For, for episode four, which uh, I got to tell you, like, again, there were a lot of weird points where people disappeared and you see them in the preview for next week. Yeah, like. I don't know Ghost, for example, yeah, exactly. miracle just shows up. He was there for the first ten minutes of the episode, disappears for the next seventy-four, and now he's, he's back the on the preview again. Like I thought he was dead. I thought, like, he was I, dead. I thought that was dead. I thought, for, well, Melissa thought that Sam's significant other was dead too, but she miraculously pops up in the the crypt at the end. Uh, what kind of mess there's going to be? Uh, clean up on aisle 5, There's 6, gonna be no, 8, gonna 10, 12. They're not going to address that in the show whatsoever. Oh, I, I would kind of think that cleanliness is next to godliness, and they have to get rid of <laughs> all the dead people. Uh, I, and there might be some big flaming mess outside. Who knows? 
I don't know if they'll address that. I mean, that's usually something that you don't see shows and movies address. Very rarely. I mean, certain ones do, but most don't. Well, in this one, I kind of hope they do. A big fricassee outside the fucking <laughs> the, the castle would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much episode three. Um, geez. Like, eight seasons. We've, we've dealt with eight seasons of this. And we're down to the last three, three episodes. episodes. Yeah, I've been, I watched it since the very first episode, the very first night. Because what had happened for me was True Blood had just recently finished. So me and my wife were looking for another show. And Game of Thrones was it, man. I was game. What was it for this one as soon as the preview came out? But so that's episode three. Uh, I'll be back Thursday, unfortunately. Well, I, <laughs> I want to say I'm glad to be here. I was glad to join, help you fill in. Uh, maybe next week Melissa will be here. Maybe I'll be here with you guys. We'll I, I think we're gonna have a have a uh, a three headed monster for the next few episodes because there are a lot of points that a lot of people don't see. And yeah, everybody sees something different. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, is that they throw out these little like tidbits. Like you see, well, the Night King was created this way. He died this way. The giant got stabbed in the eye. Uh, you know, these these are things that people don't get to see, or they get told it and it's boring and they just don't know. But yeah. between the three of us, we kill that. Yeah, we could definitely get everything out there. Um, yeah, man. Just thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm. Always happy to do this. Uh, yes, Karasu, you will be here Thursday. All right. So, till Thursday for me, on behalf of my co-host Todd, we will catch you all later. Campaign Train Pipeball. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did doing it for you. Please join the crew for our next broadcast, whether it's on Facebook, MyHighRadio.com, IPMNation.com, or even our YouTube channel. Don't forget to visit redbubble.com or shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash pain train pipe bomb for our show merchandise. Thanks on behalf of Ricky, Jimmy, Melissa, me, and the pain train pipe bomb army.